Hello, Greensboro First United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Matt, and thank you for listening to this pastoral podcast. Today, I want to talk with you about the last of the four major concerns on the hearts and minds of the leadership at Greensboro First United Methodist Church, and probably on your hearts and minds as well. Today, I want to talk to us about what is going to happen to the United Methodist Church. Will there be a church split? And how is this affecting and how will it affect Greensboro First United Methodist Church? Well, just to bring us up to speed with where things are, you'll remember that in February of 2019, the bishops called a special general conference uh, to address the under, our understanding of human sexuality as United Methodists. The traditional plan, as we called it, passed that general conference by a narrow margin of 438 votes to 384 votes, passed by 54 votes, or 6.6%. And the traditional plan is the current position of the United Methodist Church. And this plan did not fundamentally change our stance on homosexuality, which is expressed in the 2016 Book of Discipline with these words. We affirm that all persons are individuals of sacred worth created in the image of God, and all persons need the ministry of the church in their struggles for human fulfillment, as well as the spiritual and emotional care of a fellowship that enables reconciling relationships with God, with others, and with self. The United Methodist Church does not condone the practice of homosexuality and considers this practice incompatible with Christian teaching. We affirm that God's grace is available to all, we will seek to live together in Christian community, welcoming, forgiving, and loving one another as Christ has loved and accepted us. We implore families and churches not to reject or condemn lesbian and gay members and friends. We commit ourselves to be in ministry for and with all persons. Well, there are probably, probably parts of that uh, statement that you agree with and maybe parts that you don't, but that is where our official stance is as the United Methodist Church at this point in time. Well, since the called General Conference in February of 2019, annual conferences met that summer and elected new delegates that would attend the 2020 General Conference and the 2020 Jurisdictional Conference. That's the norm. Every four years, annual conferences elect delegates to the upcoming General and Jurisdictional Conferences. However, as these new delegates were elected, there was a shift in perspective from those delegates that had been serving the 2016 General Conference and had attended the 2019 General Conference. Uh, by one estimate, at least 70% of the new delegates in each of the five jurisdictions in the United States opposed the traditional plan that was passed at the February Special Call General Conference. Uh, usually, jurisdictions require around a 60% vote to elect a bishop, so some persons believe that this most likely would mean that jurisdictions would only elect bishops who refuse to implement the traditional plan. Well, for that reason and being able to see a little bit of writing on the wall, conversations began on both sides of the issue. Uh, and plans were beginning to be created and put forth, uh, kind of like the protocol, which maybe had the most momentum. It was headed by the late Bishop Yambasu, who died in a car accident on August 16th in Sierra Leone. Uh, that plan began to see how we could amicably separate in 2020 by creating a new Methodist denomination, or maybe more than one denomination, and that that, that denomination or denominations would separate from the current United Methodist Church. That was just one plan. Uh, it was just one conversation among many plans and conversations on both sides of the issue. However, General Conference 2020 never happened. Uh, it has been postponed at this time, 
and it has been rescheduled for August 29 through September 7 in 2021. So until General Conference meets and changes anything, we are still under the traditional plan. Nobody knows what will happen when General Conference meets next time. Uh, And no one knows for sure when General Conference is actually going to meet because getting delegates from around the world all together in one place, a big crowd of people in light of a COVID pandemic is just anybody's guess as to how or when that would happen. Uh, In the meantime, conversations and plans continue to be developed on both sides of the issue. Uh, Some are planning for a new denomination or new denominations. Uh, and uh, others are working for unity, that the United Methodist Church would stay together. The real question for us is, so in the meantime, what do we do here at Greensboro First United Methodist Church? Uh, There's no way that we can just stop being the church and stop offering ourselves and working together and offering our resources and making an impact in the community here for Christ's sake. Uh, We can't just sit on our laurels until General Conference uh, finally meets and makes decisions. Uh, to which we would then be reactive of. We, we have to go ahead and continue to begin to be in ministry and to make plans for ministry ahead. And if something happens down the road, we'll deal with that when we get there. So let me just share with you my take as pastor of Greensboro First United Methodist Church. First of all, I want to make it very clear that um, there are some very traditional-minded people in our congregation, and I am the pastor of the most traditional-minded member of this congregation. And there are some very progressive-minded people in our congregation as well, and I am the pastor of the most progressive-minded member of our congregation. I am the pastor of everyone, of all who fall anywhere on that continuum between the most progressive and the most traditionalist. And as your pastor, I am to love you no matter what your position or what your opinion on this or any other topic is. Hopefully, you nor any member of this congregation would allow me to refuse to be a pastor or love another member of this congregation because of their stance on some issue. Instead, you expect me, and I expect me, to work with and love everyone as best I possibly can. As I said in a sermon a few Sundays ago, our only job as a community of faith, of Christian faith, is to love each other and to love all. As a Christian, we are all called to do the same. We are called to love our fellow church members and to work with them. And we are called to love our pastor and to uh, work with our pastor. No matter if we receive the most conservative, traditionalist pastor of the annual conference, or whether we receive the most liberal progressive member of the annual conference as our pastor, we are to work with them. The truth of the matter is we have been being the church here at Greensboro First United Methodist Church, and we have not all agreed on this issue or a host of other issues that we disagree on, and yet we still work together, we still love each other, and we still are the church together, just one church working together for the sake of Christ. I pray that that would continue. I also have to confess that I think some of our fears are just unwarranted, especially at this moment in the life of the church. Uh, For example, the fear that a bishop would appoint a gay pastor to this church, that's just not a realistic fear. 
First of all, such an appointment in the life of this church at this time would not be a healthy thing for the church, nor would it be a healthy thing for a pastor or a pastor's family. And so the bishop is not going to do harm to this church or to the pastor's family by making such an appointment. Second of all, this congregation has never had a female senior pastor, a black senior pastor, a Hispanic or Asian senior pastor. So why would we think that the bishop is going to send a gay pastor here if gay persons were ordained as pastors somewhere in the future of the Methodist Church? And then third, whoever is the pastor of Greensboro First United Methodist Church, our job as a congregation is to love him or her. We are to listen for God to speak. Speak to us through our pastor, whoever he or she may be. Remember that in the Bible, some of the most unexpected persons were the very ones God used to speak through. In Numbers chapter 22, God doesn't use a person. He uses an ass to speak to Balaam. I also know that in the scriptures, some even accuse Jesus of being a demon, saying surely he was not of God, while all the time he was God in human flesh and the revealer of God to the world. So we have to be careful that we don't miss God speaking to us just because we've decided who God can and cannot speak through. If you have a pastor... Receive them, love them, welcome them, and listen for God's voice. And if you just cannot hear God speak through them, no matter what, then maybe that would be the time to decide what to do. But that is not right now, and that is not where we are. Also, we should never make decisions out of fear. Fear should not be the thing that drives us, because the Bible keeps telling us, and God shares with us through the Scriptures, do not be afraid. Instead, our decisions should be made out of the very essence of God, and God is love. And so when we make our decisions out of God's love, it is a very wise decision because God is very wise. And our wisest decisions come when we allow God to lead us. I also believe that it's difficult to make wise decisions about things when decisions aren't needed at this time. Because who knows what will happen between now and the time they're really needed. Who knows what next year is going to hold in any form of life. You and I might not even be here next year. None of us may be here next year. We don't know what will happen the rest of this day or tomorrow, more or less a year from now or beyond that. God might even teach us new things, convince us of new things next week, change our mind about things. What we do need to do is make this decision. Are we going to be the church together today? Or are we not, for whatever reason? I pray that we would make a decision to do and be in ministry and to plan for the future ministries that God is calling us to embrace right here, right now. There is so much to be excited about, my brothers and sisters, right here at Greensboro First United Methodist Church. And I pray we wouldn't miss out on these wonderful opportunities that God has right in front of our faces because we were worrying and foreboding about something that may never happen, and if it does happen, it'll be way in the future sometime. I also know that here at Greensboro First United Methodist Church, we are a very diverse church. I hope that you know that as well, that we are not completely traditionalist and we are not completely progressive. We have had people say, you are too progressive. We have had people say to us as a church, you are too traditionalist. And most of the people 
just don't care one way or the other, or at least they don't expect everyone to have the same opinion and belief that they have. They're willing to be the church with people who disagree with them on this and many other issues. I promise you, I will try to be the best pastor I can possibly be to each of you. And I don't wish for any of you to change your opinions, your beliefs, or your understanding on this or any other issue. And I want you to know, I'm not here to change you. I'm just here for God to use me. And in the midst of our interacting together and doing ministry together, if God changes me or God changes you, then praise be to God. Otherwise, I would just ask us to be faithful to our understandings and to walk with each other in love and respect, realizing that we have different understandings and different beliefs. I am reminded of Paul's words to the Philippians in chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, when he says, So all of us who are spiritually mature should think this way. And if anyone thinks differently, God will reveal it to him or her. Only let's live in a way that is consistent with whatever level we have reached. Dear friends, let us here at Greensboro First United Methodist Church live at whatever level of understanding we have reached. And if we need to be changed or our opinions need to be different, let God be the one who does that and reveals that. In the meantime, I pray that we would just continue to realize that this is not my church and this is not your church. This is Christ's church and Jesus has said, whosoever will come. And when they come, for heaven's sakes, let them find among us an open door, open arms, open hearts, open minds, for Christ's sake. I'll close with this. I believe one day that I will stand before God and God will ask me, Matt, did you love all that I placed in your care? That's a difficult question, but I hope with all honesty to be able to say, God, with your help, I gave it my very best. I don't believe that God is ever going to ask me, Matt, were you on the right side of all the issues and opinions and did you have the right answers? I don't think God is going to hold us accountable to getting it all right. We are to give it our best and to be faithful to our understandings, open to God, always changing us and helping us to grow and mature. So I invite you about this issue and about every day in the life of the church to pray, to listen to God, to be faithful to the understandings that you have and to know that God is with us and that God extends to us an abundance of grace and mercy and love, and there's nothing, nothing that can separate us from that. And God's grace and mercy and love is sufficient for you, for me, for everyone. So until next time, well, this is Pastor Matt, and I'm your pastor, and I'm excited to be your pastor, and I'm excited to be the pastor to all of us. God bless.